0: Welcome to another All About Nothing podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. Um, I am going to say, again, uh, this week we seem to be just a little bit off. Um, uh, tomorrow, where which is the night I normally record, which is Wednesday, which in this case would be August the 23rd, uh, tomorrow I actually have something I'm going to so I won't be able to record, so I'm going to go ahead and do a recording tonight because I want to make sure that I stay on track with recordings and doing this and doing that and uh just making sure that i keep up with it because uh, if if the time comes i feel like if i were to ever just break away and say all right i'm not gonna do it this week i did one last week if if i start to do that i feel like there's the possibility that i might maybe not follow through every single time and maybe not make this a regular thing but i i i I want to and I, i i want to continue doing it so um In order to do that, I have to force myself, if I'm not going to be here Wednesday, to go ahead and do it Tuesday, because Thursday is the uh, beginning of our kickball season, and uh, to be able to record during kickball season is just going to be rough, um, if I were to try and do it on a Thursday, missing Wednesday. Anyway, all those scenarios aren't really that important. It's Tuesday, August the 22nd, and it's the day after the big, huge, giant, bestest the enormity of the, uh, the eclipse that, uh, took place, um, on the 21st, uh, all the way. It, 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 went from, from the West coast, Northern West coast, all the way through Charleston. It was, it was, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that I knew or I recognized just how cool it was going to be. Um, you know, with, with, um, with eclipses in the past, I know that I, I remember, you know, I recognize that they did take place, that we have had solar eclipses in my lifetime, and, and I recognize that, you know, the last one that I can remember, I, I I think I was in high school because I remember walking through the courtyard at Henderson High School in Shambly, Georgia, and I remember recognizing that on the ground through the shadows you could kind of see the eclipses but uh, there wasn't a whole lot of time just to check it out and sit there and stare at it and and we certainly didn't have these glasses that we had to wear this time um, but uh, anyway well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the whole experience but I definitely remember there being eclipses when I was uh, in high school and I'm almost certain I remember there being an eclipse but I don't remember it um, I don't remember when. I just remember being much younger. So, I know that there have been eclipses that uh, that have been experienced in my lifetime. I don't remember them quite like I probably should, or, or they just weren't as big a deal. This one was really cool. Um, the it was a it was a total solar eclipse. I mean, if you've been in complete darkness and it's not because of the eclipse, um, I can I can tell you that that yesterday's event was ridiculously cool. I know I was going to talk about the baseball game, but that fell through. Um, So we, I did have some friends that did go to that, and uh, they had a great time. Um, But uh, we were going to go either to the Casey Motor Speedway and and watch the eclipse from there because they had some food trucks and things like that, um, and just some stuff for the kids to do. Or we were going to go to Lexington where the Blowfish have a a baseball stadium. Where um, the owners of the baseball stadium, uh, or the owners of the Blowfish, um, they were going to, uh, they had everybody, uh, you could go there and experience it at the stadium. There would be plenty of, um, uh, there'd be food vendors open and, and other sorts of things. Um, and uh, I had uh, my friend uh, John and his kids come up and his roommate Dee and her daughter, uh, they came up and stayed with us so, uh, so that they could experience the totality of the, uh, the eclipse here. And um, in the end, we just decided that we'd go out, grab something to eat for lunch, and then just come back to the house and, and, and watch the eclipse here. Um, I did do uh, some time-lapse photography of it. I, I can't say that it turned out all that great. I was, I was rather disappointed in um, the uh, <laughs> what I actually got, which wasn't much. Um, I was using my GoPro cameras. I had one GoPro that was uh, filtered, so that it could just it could just look at the sun and and get the the eclipse, uh, but it didn't turn out great because the GoPros don't really have the ability to zoom in, which you know, that's not really what they're for. And then um, what I did get just seemed real muddy. It wasn't it wasn't really very good. And then the other camera I set up uh, on the house so that I could get the house going from full daylight uh, into darkness and then back into full daylight. And it really just kind of turned out to be kind of boring to watch as well, because all you really saw was, um, if daylight for most of it, and then us walking around in front of the garage and things like that, the girls were out with, uh, uh playing, um, uh, with, uh, uh, balloons and and toys and 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 bubbles and things like that. And what you got was basically people walking in front of the camera, which you know. And then at the end, it did go dark, and then it got bright again. So it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite as exciting as I thought it probably could have been. But that's okay. We still got to experience the eclipse. And 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 if you go online, you'll see thousands and thousands of pictures if you search for the uh, the 2017 solar eclipse. Of, uh, of just what it looked like, and and I don't think that I don't think I imagined that it was going to look the way it did, and it, and I don't know that if I can describe it in words quite like I should, but I can tell you what the experience felt like, and what I experienced was first of all it was brutally hot. It is August in South Carolina, which is easily the hottest place on Earth, as far as I am concerned, but. Um, it is. Uh, it was 94 degrees outside when the eclipse started. At the moment the eclipse occurred, or was in full totality, uh, the moon was between us and the and the sun. Um, the temperature actually dropped to 81 degrees. So it, it it dropped a good 10 to 15 degrees almost immediately, and it was a noticeable difference. It was it was it was really really cool. Um, Temperature-wise, it was still like eighty-one degrees, but it was—it felt so much more comfortable uh, in the eclipse. And what was what was really interesting, of course, when you as it was getting darker and darker, um, it just—it it seemed like it—it it didn't feel like it was like becoming dusk or night or anything like that. It just felt—it just felt weird, like if you were looking through the camera phone and you applied a filter to what it was that you were uh, you were going to take a picture of it looked like it it, you know just looking around all around um, it looked like what you would experience if you were seeing basically your vision through uh, one of those filters on your phone and and it you know it just gradually got darker and darker and darker and of course we had the glasses on so we're watching the sun and you can see the uh, the the shadow um, slowly moving over the sun and then and then once it hit like total, total, um, uh, the moon was in front of the sun. Um, it was, it was, it was dark in the, uh, in the center of course, but around the sun it, around the darkness was just this intense, bright ring. And it was so cool. Some people got pictures of it where you could actually see like, um, you could see what looked like strands coming off of the sun. And one of the other things I didn't, I didn't realize that was going to happen, but they have uh, what they call shadow bands. That, that as, the, as the moon passes in front of the sun and then passes away from the sun or passes out of totality, um, you can actually see these bands of shadows on the ground moving uh, along the ground or, or on, on on other subjects but you can see these shadow bands as as it's moving and that was just really really cool um, like I said I didn't get a great picture of it I didn't get a get a good time-lapse video of it I normally shoot pretty good time lapse but uh, this was probably a little bit more difficult and I probably didn't have the uh, the equipment that would that would really make it a lot better but um, But, uh, yeah, solar eclipse was really, really cool. I was glad I took the day off for it and, uh, got to spend that with, uh, with, uh, my friend John and and family and such. It was, it was really, really cool. Um, lots of things about this solar eclipse that were, um, things that had not happened in many, many, many years. Um, Essentially, you know, this is the this is actually the first total solar eclipse in the continental United States in 38 years So so the last one was apparently on February 26 1979 So the the last total eclipse was actually even before I was born Um, And it really only clipped like five states up in the northwest. So um, uh, when it occurred um, according to most weather reports at that time um, it was it was either foggy or cloudy so it was almost not even actually seen uh, so this one was and this one actually got to cross some of the same area that the last one did except that uh, this one again it, it came all the way across the entire country it was really really cool um, they don't solar eclipses don't happen. You know every single time we have a new moon the reason for that is because the moon's orbit is at a five-degree tilt five-degree tilt um, to the Earth's orbit around the Sun so astronomers call the two intersections of those paths nodes all right and the eclipse only occurs when the Sun lies at one node and the moon is at the new or the, for solar eclipses or full for the uh, lunar eclipse phases but during most lunar months the Sun lies either above or below that node, so there is no eclipse that actually happens this just happened to be where uh, the, the, the moon and the Sun the, the, they fell in the correct nodes. So we got to have this uh, solar eclipse. and it was a really, really long one. I mean it went all the way from the, uh from way out in the Pacific to way out in the Atlantic on this, uh, on this path. So it was it was really, really, really intense and really cool. Um, I can't I, I wish that, I wish that I had the words to be able to describe exactly what it was that I saw. And uh, I can tell you this, that it was um, it was fun watching the kids because, you know, the whole time that we're looking up at the sun and trying to um, trying to see for ourselves, you know, the kids don't know not to look at the sun. Um, You know, we can tell them over and over, don't look at the sun without the glasses on. But, you know, they don't they you know, they're kids. So you know, as we're trying to, to to look up at the sun to look at this, we're holding the glasses over their faces so that that they are looking. If they just happen to be looking up, that their eyes are covered, and uh, and that they are they are safe. So, uh, but it was it was an amazing experience, and um, I know that we have another eclipse coming up in 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 2024, I think, um, and it's going to go from something like the Gulf of Mexico up to. Uh, Buffalo, New York. So I think I've, I've read on Facebook and things like that that there are people out there that are already planning these trips so to, to go to go do that. So that one will be, a, again, another total solar eclipse. Um, I know that uh, they're still waiting on some of the numbers for at least the city of Columbia on how much um, how many people actually came to visit or how many um, cars were on the road. And I think somebody said that the DOT actually has the ability to see how many cars were on the road before the eclipse and after the eclipse to give you some sort of estimate on the population at the time. Um, But uh, they haven't come out with the numbers and and how much money hotels. I can tell you this. Um, I think last week I described that our air conditioning went out. And um, by the time we got our air conditioning back on and actually running correctly, and now it feels comfortable, um, it was the air actually went out Wednesday, which was the day I recorded the last last podcast. And then um, the air was uh, our air conditioning was fixed on Friday afternoon problem was is that apparently we were also very low on Freon so we had to get that refilled that's not cheap but uh, it did get refilled it got refilled on Sunday and uh, we did finally start to see cooler temperatures uh, in the house Sunday overnight so basically I gave you that information to tell you this which was uh, as hot as it was in the house, which Friday afternoon at uh, when the air conditioner was actually fixed and resolved, uh, we had to replace the transformer and the system board up in the air handler. But uh, after everything was taken care of and it was all fixed, um, it was 91 degrees in the house uh, that afternoon. Um, being low on Freon did not really help to get that temperature back down. So um, before all that, though, I was I was calling around, and, and again, uh, the whole reason I told you that was to tell you this. So Friday uh, afternoon, Thursday afternoon, I began calling around to uh, hotels and motels j- around town. Um, and uh, what I found was because of the eclipse, well, uh, accompanied by the, the eclipse, um, the hotel's in columbia south carolina were completely booked even like the gross hotels we have a red roof Inn that's very close to work which i'm pretty certain that most of the traffic that comes through there is by the hour um and, but uh the uh the red roof in was full there was uh, a suite six or whatever that was completely full um hotels up and down i-20 here in columbia south carolina between columbia and and uh going out towards Aiken apparently they have actually been booked um, for the last four months there are construction workers that are staying in those hotels because they have construction workers here in town um, actually expanding I-20 from two lanes up to uh, three lanes on both sides so it'll become a six-lane highway uh, clear past Lexington, South Carolina. so all of that was basically like the perfect storm of there not being any hotel rooms available um, because our air conditioning was out and it was it was brutal at night. I want to say between Wednesday night and Friday I may have gotten close to 3 hours of sleep and it is not easy to operate in a friendly fashion. Uh, when you've only had three hours of sleep in 48 hours, it, it was, it was rough and it was an experience. And I know people always talk about, you know, yeah, 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 no, we've had, we've had those sort of air problems before we went for two nights without air. Um, and, uh, even when I picked up groceries, uh, this past weekend, I was talking to the, the woman that brought, brought them out of the car and, uh, and she was like, Oh yeah, I experienced that back in April. We had our, our, our heating and our air went out for a couple nights and I'm looking at her like April, April. I I, just open the window if it's too hot inside open the window if it's too cold inside then then wear some clothes you know april august i don't feel like those two are similar enough that uh she could compare her heartache and 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 discomfort with mine but i smiled and nodded and was like yeah well you know last night i got a little more sleep so um but uh yeah so Again, the eclipse was great, except for the fact that it took up all the hotel rooms in town, so there were no hotel rooms uh, for me um, <laughs> and my family. Um, but aside from that, it was it was a fantastic weekend and, and a, a an unforgettable experience. And I, I am uh, I am very thankful that we got to have that because it was it. I think they said the next the next time that uh, that that'll be available to have an eclipse like that 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 there were there were so many people that got to view it and and um one of the one of the things they talked about uh was um there was a time lapse and i think you can find it on youtube but there was a time lapse taken of the traffic according to google maps um of of where you saw um the red lines uh, of poor traffic or heavy traffic um as they moved away from these cities and towns that uh, were in the direct path of the eclipse, so it's it's actually kind of cool. As you can see, uh, they if they they overlaid the uh, the actual shadow of the eclipse over this, and as you as you see the the eclipse depart or or move on from those places, you just see the traffic begin to uh, you see the red lines go out, and then you see the traffic just move away from these places. So, um, I imagine that it was probably fairly. Uh, fairly good business in most of these places where the uh, the eclipse line fell, uh, totality or whatever. But even at the farm uh, in Kentucky, um, there uh, I think my dad should have been able to see about ninety seven percent. I don't know how much he actually saw. And then in friends in Atlanta, they saw about ninety seven percent coverage uh, from the eclipse. So cool experience. I am I am I am glad that, uh, that, uh, I got to be here and I, and I, I, I got to see it. It was, it was really cool. Um, I look forward to seeing another eclipse one day, although I don't think the, I think the next like full eclipse that will be near here won't be until like 2078. So I will be 99 years old at the point of the, uh, the next one, which I don't know that I'm going to remember. One of the things that I think is fairly amazing about the eclipse is that uh, the reactions that there were all over the country from it, including even our president. And and if you go online and you you do a search of Trump 2017 eclipse, you're going to get a series of pictures of exactly what not to do during an eclipse. Um, I can't even I can't even begin to describe. The, the number of times we turn on the local news and, and you would hear over and over, not just local news, national news, uh, the, the weather channel, all of all of these outlets basically describing um, why you should not look at the sun <laughs> during an eclipse. Here's a, here's a fun fact. Don't look at the sun at all. You, you don't have any reason to stare at the sun. Let it provide your light. Let it provide your heat. Let it provide electricity through solar power collection. Um, do that. You, you don't ever need to go and stare at the sun. You will permanently damage your your eyes, and it, it is it is unnecessary. But one of the things that just, you know, it was ingrained over and over and over was, you know, you heard you heard these outlets constantly saying, don't look at the sun, you know, during the eclipse, don't look at the sun during the eclipse, you know, uh, the beginning of the eclipse, the end of the eclipse. You can look at it when it is uh, uh, behind the moon. You can look at it to see what it looks like, as the moon is covering the sun. That is perfectly fine. You're not going to do all, any permanent damage that way. Um, but if you if you search for Trump and 2017 eclipse. You will get a series of pictures of him standing um, outside of the White House. Basically squinting looking up into the sun. Um, trying to see the eclipse. Or trying trying to see the moon moving in front of the sun. Um, of course, his wife Melania is right there next to him, and their son Baron is there, and they're both wearing the protective eyewear, but our president is squinting up into the sky doing what they told everyone not to do, and I, I, I don't, I want to believe that when he did it, that he was doing it just to kind of be funny, because then he pulled the glasses out, that he had them on him, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say, okay, he was joking, he was squinting, so maybe there's a possibility he wasn't actually looking at it with his eyes open um but i don't know i i really don't um you know if 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 <laughs> i don't want i don't want children to look at him doing that and go oh the president was doing it, it's probably okay you know um regardless you know it, it was it was said so many times over and over and over again not to stare into the sun and and i i don't understand why our president did it it just doesn't it doesn't make sense um uh, last night, of course, after the eclipse, he did come out, uh, had a speech last night at 9 o'clock uh, where he basically told us that, that we were going to have a, an influx or a, 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 how do they describe it as being a um, troop surge, a troop surge uh, into Afghanistan. Because uh, as the president recognizes, uh, you cannot just abandon Afghanistan like we did in Iraq. Um, where we didn't technically completely abandon it, we didn't pull out completely. Um, but uh, when when President Trump was not even a candidate uh, back in 2011, um, one of the things he tweeted several times was his disgust of us staying in Afghanistan and how it was time to cut our losses and get out. That we could not stick around. And of course, the problem with that is that we. We, we have to maintain some sort of presence there. Uh, Afghanistan is not uh, solid. It's not, um, it's not calm. It is, it is still an active war zone, uh, either with the Taliban or uh, other rebels. Um, the al-Qaeda is there. Uh, and, of course, you know, now we have an influx of uh, ISIS um, in, in parts of the world. Because what happened is when we abandoned Iraq... When we pulled out of Iraq, it left a gaping hole in leadership, and what we had come in was this Islamic State of uh, uh, Syria and Iraq, and so you know, it wasn't just it was it was just several years ago that the president was saying that if it were up to him, we would just completely pull out, and that would be the end of it. We would we leave leave leave, uh, Afghanistan to the to the the people that live there, and and it's it it's not something we've learned uh vietnam didn't you couldn't do it we didn't do it in korea we're still in korea you know some 60 years later we're still in korea um and it's it the problem i i i, I am i'm thankful that he he recognized that 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 was probably incorrect and that he should not have uh i, I don't know that he recognized that he shouldn't have said those things before but um i I, I I recognize that it's good that he has changed his mind because I don't believe that the correct way to handle Afghanistan is to pull out, and he now recognizes that as well, and that may be the influence of uh, the generals that he all, that he has in places of leadership now. Um, or maybe he's reading some of these uh, Matrix reports and these, uh, these other uh, security reports, and he recognizes now that pulling out of Afghanistan based on what we've seen happen in other parts of the world where we have pulled out clearly has, an, has a negative effect on what it is we set out to accomplish. So the president has changed his mind, and it looks like there will be some sort of surge. The 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 problem is is that and and I get that uh, that he wants to remain obscure and and it's possibly because he doesn't necessarily want uh, the information about what the U.S. is planning on doing militarily uh, to get out, especially through a press conference. You know, uh, on a Monday night, um, but there was there was no information given. It doesn't sound like there was an actual number of. Uh, The number of troops that it's going to increase by, I've heard estimates of 3,000. I've heard estimates of 30,000. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, information that um, it, it was very vague. It just seemed like it was very vague, but it really seemed like the press conference was less about Afghanistan and more about Charlottesville. And it felt like he was using this opportunity to talk about how The only reason that our military is able to accomplish what it does because they are unified and that they are one military and, you know, that regardless of race and and creed and color and, 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 you know, all of the things that he described, he gave this synopsis uh, or he gave this, you know, very cheery sounding idea of why our military does it and that we need to follow behind them. Um, and, and here in the United States, we need to be a, a group, uh, you know, a country that is unified behind one mission, and, and, you know, and that is, you know, to, to root out hate and anger and, and all of those things that uh, seem to have exploded in Charlottesville. And and I guess the problem I have is, is that the president still has not come out and actually denounced the 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 white supremacists and the nazis he has not used those words to describe those people um i had a i had a conversation of sorts on facebook uh, this past week and i'm going to i'm going to we're going to be done here in just a minute but um had a conversation on facebook this week that left me feeling really uneasy with the position that it seems to be for most trump supporters I made the same sort of comment that I made last week on the show, which was, you know, if, if you are, if, <laughs> if there are two sides to an argument and your side of the argument is this issue and another side just happens to be another issue. Well, if, um, if those two sides of the, uh, the argument, if one of them just happens to either support or sympathize with Nazis, you choose the other side a hundred percent of the time. Well, what seems to happen when you say things like that, without actually accusing the president of supporting Nazis, which I don't—I'm not going to say he's done because he's not supporting them—but when you when you say things like that and you get a, you get a response from someone who is a Trump supporter or a trumpeter or whatever it is they like to call themselves, um, when you say something like that and you get a response from them, that uh, basically the first thing he says was. Uh, or what that was said was, not all Trump supporters are Nazis. No one ever suggested that all Trump supporters are Nazis. No, one's, no one has suggested that all Trump voters actually even support the president. Um, there, the, there are a lot of people that voted for President Trump because they didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton, and I can't blame them for that. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump were two of the worst candidates we possibly could have had. We had two people that were so separated uh, and and distant from reality that, despite the fact that Donald Trump was a reality TV star, that isn't reality. It's it's not the president. This this particular president wasn't. You know, they talk about they they people voted for him because he was a businessman and he was going to set the country right like it's a business. That's, that's fine and, and all, but this country is not a business. We, this country is not in the business of making money. That's not what a country does. A country, a, a federal government or a government is there to take care of and protect its citizens uh, with, with a strong military and its to, you know, roads and, and schools and, and education and, and, and all of these things that our government is supposed to do for us. Uh, because we pay them to do it. Um, but the reality is, is that that no one I, the, the the responses that I get from Trump supporters on situations like that, without me even having to mention the name Trump or president or anything like that, they are so quick to defend him. And it's it, it is it it I can't think of a last. I can't think of the last time that I was that supportive of any president, um, whether it was Clinton or Bush or Obama or Trump or Bush before that or you know I'm you know, I'm getting back into the presidents that I'm too young to have ever even voted for, but I, I cannot imagine ever supporting not not being able to look at a situation in a non hypocritical fashion and not say you know. That that yes, President Trump should should, should denounce the uh, the 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 white nationalists and the white supremacists and the Nazis and things like that. I can't you know I say that then, but I also say that when President Obama would not call the Islamic terrorists by name. Um, you know, or or he he didn't even call Dylan Ruth the guy that shot up the church in Charleston. He did not call him an, a, a white supremacist or a racist. He did not use those words immediately. After time passed and all the facts were gathered, the president actually, President Obama did actually eventually recognize Dylan Ruth for what he was. This president, there's no way that he does not recognize that the people that were that were so violent in, in Charlottesville. Uh, that, that he cannot recognize, he can't not not recognize that that individuals there were Nazis or white supremacists. You know, so um, that sort of also leads into, uh, the last thing I'm going to say, and this is going to be it, but the president said something about, you know, where is this going to end, um, taking down of these uh, Confederate statues? Where is it going to end? Well, he mentioned that, you know, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington owned slaves, and that is a fact. They certainly did own slaves. And I'm not going to I'm not going to take the same position as some people and say, "Well, you know, these were confederates. These were rebels against the federal government of the United States. They rebelled against the United States and separated themselves." Okay. At the time the Confederacy considered itself to be its own country. And even at that time, the states were individuals. We were It it wasn't until after the Civil War that we became the actual United States of America. There was a clear uh, that that it was one border, you know, that that all of the states made up this United States. So it wasn't until after the Civil War that that occurred. But I'm going to say this. And the problem that I have with these Confederate memorials and the Confederate statues that seem to go up or that are now coming down in some places is that. When you put up a statue or a memorial, you are doing it to glorify the person that it represents. And I don't feel like the Civil War is something that should be glorified from the Southern Confederate aspect or from that viewpoint because the the Civil War for the United States, uh, for the North, was about control. And it was about ending slavery throughout the entire country. In the South, the cornerstone speech that was made by the vice president of the Confederacy stated pure and simply that it was specifically to um, maintain slavery in the southern states. It's called the cornerstone speech, and it was, it was, the, it was known as the cornerstone address. It was um, delivered by the Confederate vice president, Alexander Stevens. In Savannah on March twenty-first, uh, eighteen sixty-one, and uh, he said in this cornerstone speech, "Our new government is founded upon exactly this idea. Its foundations are laid. Its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man. That slavery, subordination to the superior race, is this natural, is his natural and normal condition. This is our new government." is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth, end quote. So, basically, that is, uh, not even basically, that is literally out of the speech that Alexander Stevens gave. In that speech, he literally defined that the foundation of the Confederate government was based completely on the idea that blacks were not equal to whites, and that they would submit through slavery to the superior race. That is is that is history. It, it cannot be rewritten, or it can be, but it it can be ignored. But it, it it is what exactly? It's exactly what happened. So this this denial of what the Confederacy actually represented is 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 nauseating to me. You know, it, it is it, it, it sickens me every time they talk about these statues coming down that you know this is our history that's being pulled down that this is the this is the effect of what liberals do uh when uh, they want to delete history. That's not that's not the case. I don't feel like we need to glorify Robert E. Lee for being a a general in the Confederate army when what the Confederate army was trying to do was create a government and a country that was based that was that was that was in full support and based completely on the idea of slavery that's all so my opinion is take them take the statues down it, they seem unnecessary at this point we won't forget history I, I i absolutely doubt no one will allow us to forget it it's the glorification of that history represented by the people that rebelled and against the United States and that the people that wanted to maintain slavery in this country. And that's all. So take them down. there's there's really basically by you I, I, I still feel this way that by people coming and saying or protesting that removal of these statues and these memorials, basically what you're saying is, Yes, let us continue to glorify the idea of slavery. Let us continue to glorify the people that fought to maintain slavery. That seems wrong. It seems wrong. So, uh, but that's going to be it for this week. I, I appreciate you joining, uh, joining me, and listening to the uh, the podcast this week. Again, this is all about nothing, you know. Of course, it turns into all about something. But I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter. I look forward to hearing from you. And uh, yeah, my back is better. Thank you. Um, but uh, if, uh, if you get an opportunity, follow me on Twitter and uh, tell me what you think of the show and uh, anything you want to hear me talk about or if you will have an opinion, um, just let me know. Uh, you can do that through that. Um, but aside from that, we'll do this again next week. Thank you very much. We'll see you. The All About Nothing podcast is a member of the GOT Podcast Network.